Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the RSL Show on KSL Sports. We got Joshua Clark. What's up, everybody? Alex Napolis. How's it going? And Isaac Munoz. What's up, guys? Wow. You guys are on it. <laughs> what a start. Yeah. Um, if I sound bored, it's because this club is so boring. And I, I just, dude, I, honestly, I don't even want to podcast right now. Fair. I don't want to. Fair. Uh, if you guys listen to Elliot Fall on the ESPN 700 interview uh, with our buddy Trey Fitzgerald, um, nothing too impressive out of that interview. Nothing that would suggest that uh, we're being aggressive about a signing or trying to deliver a good soccer. All I heard was, hey, we're seven games into a season of, is it 34 or 38? He just said it was like, you know, 20%. We're 20% into it. And, yeah, you know, we've seen this before. And uh, people don't understand tactics like Pablo does. And uh, we just got to hang in there. It was just such a snooze fest. And I listened to that to, like, hype me up and get me ready for this podcast. And uh, when you just kind of hear that people don't really care about it, it's like, why should we care about it? Right. I mean, look, it's, it's like, more of the same, right? Like, it, <sighs> it's what we've heard. Over and over and over again, looking for the right guy in the locker room, looking for the right pieces to get healthy, blah, 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 blah. Like, how long do we have to look, right? I feel like that interview from Elliot is an exact carbon copy of the same exact interview that he did at this time last year. Correct. You know? Yeah. It doesn't, It it, nothing changed. And the tactic thing. <laughs> uh, you know <laughs> if you guys haven't listened go back and listen I highly recommend it so the, for the context go ahead i i'm not saying pablo doesn't understand tactics mm-hmm. correct right right he obviously understands tactics right but what is his record since he joined rsl 22 percent win 22 win percentage so if you're an absolute tactical mastermind would you expect a higher win percentage than 22%? If you're an absolute mastermind, right? Right. Yeah. I'd expect you to be around 40-ish percent. Yeah, I'll take, I think 50 would be better for a mastermind. I mean, that's not counting draws, right? That's just wins. Mm-hmm. So to sit there and look me straight in the non-existent eyes because you're on the radio <laughs> and tell me that Pablo is a master with tactics, it tells me one of two things. You're covering for your coach. Or you have failed to give your coach the players he needs to execute his tactics. I also just want to throw in there that a true mastermind is Pep Guardiola. And he has a 73 win percentage in his career. Correct. His entire career. His entire career. Yeah. yeah. And trophies. Yes. Right. Right. I, I, you know, I know it was brought up that he played in two World Cups and that you know, he played domestically for 18 years or whatever and has an MLS Cup to his name. That doesn't mean you can lead a group to win an MLS Cup. Look, and I don't think we've ever mentioned or said that he doesn't understand tactics. No. I don't think we've ever said that. They're just questionable at times, and there obviously aren't the players there to match what he wants to do. Right. Right. And that ultimately falls on the man who said that to the radio. Right. So are we expected just to be okay with this? Because that, that's what I got with it. I got – from this interview, I got – Y'all need to calm down like we get every year. 
things <laughs> things will turn around, right? Everything's fine. You just have to have patience. And I look around the league, and I don't have patience anymore. Yeah. Demir coming back isn't what they hoped for. Yep. He gave a lot of praise to Rubin, which, sure, he has started a lot of presses, but he he has squandered oh so many chances, right? He does not make us better. I'm sorry. I, I don't see how he makes us better. Um, Demir at this point, I and we've said it before, but I hate saying it, he's an issue in a way. We don't know how to play him. Yeah. Right? He's not agile enough to be a striker anymore, which he never was. And I don't know why they won't put him in the midfield, but I don't know, we, we just have a lot of just weird questions and we're just not getting answers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they talked a lot about transparency and, you know, the news used to come and travel with us and, and all this jazz. But the, 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 the things I hear from the front office, it's just always, it'll get better. And like we've talked about before, we haven't had a real striker since Sabo. Right. I know we've had some attempts, right? We had Bobby Wood for a minute, all these things, but that was never the answer either. We have DP slots open. We have U22 initiative slots open. And we're not utilizing any of these things to get better. So hearing that interview and the excuses leads me to believe that we're bad at making deals happen or ownership's not supporting Elliot or a combination of all these other things. Like, I I don't know what's going wrong, and it's it's really hard to just, like, accept that this is how it is, I guess. Keyword being excuses – uh, in the interview, they mentioned, well, you know, we used to be down Rice Cycle Stadiums five minutes away. Uh, we had, you know, traveling press. We had more people in the news outlet, outlets interested in coming out. Well, even if you're in Harriman at the Zebra, this is from a sports producer that worked at KSL. If your team is interesting enough or if your team is doing good, the news will go out there and they'll cover your team. Right. The news are bandwagon fans, correct? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's depending on performance. And look, it happens to every team. When the Jazz aren't good, they won't cover the Jazz as heavy. Um, Real Salt Lake, give the media a reason to come out uh, to the trainings. Give them a reason to show out and uh, be excited about covering and even getting maybe practice interviews or footage uh, outside of the partnerships that you have, because although you have partnerships with, you know, KSL and uh, maybe channel Two KUTV, um, what's Fox 13 doing for you, right? Like what's ABC four doing for you? Um, I think if, if that's kind of something that's, Hey, we don't have enough support from the quote unquote, media that it almost in this interview it sounded like they matter a little bit more because they always kind of separate it right like the media versus like the fan blogs right, which is fair podcast which is totally fair yeah. but give them a reason to come out and, and to visit you harriman's not that far harriman also the trainings are outside of any major sports coverage because all of those hits are happening like at 6 p.m or 10 p.m mm-hmm. and if the con- like if, if the play is good or if the content is good, they'll come out and they'll cover your team. Um, so it, it's it's just it's a laundry list of excuses that we've been hearing for a while now, and it's 
just this settling into mediocrity onto the next one that just I, I think the fans have the absolute right uh, to bitch about and not really care about this team or the FO or the general manager. It's hard. It is hard. It's hard. It is hard. And, you know. <laughs> we like. <laughs> it's so hard to sit here and do this podcast when nothing exciting is happening or nothing exciting in terms of vision is happening because we were, from the interview that I got, and it's not speaking directly to the media, also to the fans. It's like, I mean, the way that Elliot, you know, oh, well, the fans just want the shiny new object. Of we course get... we do. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think we're paying money for? Exactly. So all of this, all of this, like, just lollygagging, hey, believe in us, it's going to be good, it's going to be okay. I'm just not hearing the leadership in these interviews. I'm not hearing accountability in these interviews. And uh, there were at times where Spence Checkets, even in the the previous show and, and the show that happened, with Dunny uh, today. Yep, with Dunny. Even Spence kind of appears to not have confidence in Pablo. Right. Or just in the club. Right? Like if you have and like I'll give Spence check it's this one. If if he sees an issue, he doesn't usually like you know, dance around it, right? Mm-hmm. Typically. He has in the past, but he'll still kinda lead you in the direction of, well, why haven't we done this? Right? Sure. And and even Dunny came out and said during his interview, it's a crime that we still don't have a true nine. And it is. And it, it's been a need that everyone's been screaming about for years, and we still don't have it, right? Yeah. We're you... still just expected to rely on an eight to do this, to rely on Ruby Rubin, who has not produced, to do this. It's not like we're seeing the youth guys really get a look. I know Elijah Paul got some looks, but he's not the answer. Yep. Diego Luna is not playing, yeah. so it, I don't know. And to quote Elliot Fall, he had said very clearly that we have to find somebody who makes sense for us, who's going to be the right fit for us. Uh, and and we'll end quote there because I can't remember the rest of it. But how long are you going to wait? Right now, we're just the least interesting major league soccer team. We're sitting so close to last place. So what's the time frame here? You and, know, and are we wrong to be impatient? I'm talking well, like when I say we, I mean the fan base. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's just the talking heads screaming, right? It, and it's not just the fans on Twitter. It's everywhere. I talk to people that are very casual RSL fans that are, are uninterested because there's no action. Yeah. Right? We're not scoring goals. We're not making people want to show up and watch it. Sure, we had a three-goal outburst against Charlotte. Okay, that's one in what seven games. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. Like we're boring. You know, I'm and I'm glad you mentioned that because to me that sounds like either A, like Josh said, we just can't get a deal done, or B, nobody wants to be here. We're one or we're one LA Galaxy win and one Sporting Kansas City win from being the wooden spoon leaders. No one but if if I'm a player, if I'm a high, if I'm a good player and I'm looking at my opportunities in MLS, I'm not going to pick RSL. Okay, but how about, I don't know, two seasons ago when we were in the Western Conference Finals? That's a different right? story. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's when you take that opportunity to attract that player. Right. Did we? I don't know. We got Bobby Wood. We got Sergio Cordova. We got Severino We back. didn't retain them. 
Yeah. We got Saverino back, but does he look like he even wants to be here? <laughs> I mean, clearly, like, we, we never found out why he didn't travel to the away match prior to the home match before scoring, but... You know Albert's thinking his lucky stripes he did. Oh, man. Albert's a CONCACAF Champions League winner. Good for him. Yeah, I'm pumped for him. Yeah. I'm going to say I might get me a Seattle Rooseneck jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That was, that was a joke. Now we love him. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's it's really tough to, you know, I think the team, the club has always, I mean, the main motto literally is believe. Right, but there's no belief. It's hard. Well, and that brings up a really good point about Albert. When Albert left, they were so dependent on Dami. Uh-huh. And then Dami misses the entire year. Yep. Do you think I guess the trajectory would have been different if he would if we would have tried to keep him? No. Because he still doesn't solve the the mystery at the 9, right? Helps out a lot in the 10. Yeah, but we have players that could play the 10. You could play Diego Luna at the 10. You could play Salvarino at the 10 if you really wanted to. And we've seen the midfield just struggle without Rusnak. I mean, it's so apparent. It's Our attack isn't what it used to be without well, Rusnak. Even with Rusnak, our attack wasn't. Let's, let's be completely Slightly honest. Slightly better, here. though. Slightly. I mean, at least we were getting on the score sheet. Right. This year, it's been abysmal. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with Rubin's not the guy. Julio's not the guy. He's a winger. Right. Well, like, and, and then take it even further from Albert. We lose Aaron. We lose Cordova. Bobby Wood. We lose Bobby Wood, who were all pretty productive in the attack over the last two fairly, years. Fairly. And it just seems like we just haven't replaced him. No disrespect to Brody because I think he's great. No disrespect to Rubio Rubin and, and Anderson Julio because they're good players, but we just haven't seen it. We just haven't seen that replacement in that attack. It feels like we've lost so many key components of the attack with Rusnak, with with Herrera, with Cordova, and it just feels like nothing has been replaced. Yeah, and uh, I want to point out Aaron Herrera. So that is actually when you think back to when he was here before he got you know traded or sent off. He was our tactic, dude. He was, man. Like, <laughs> how many how many crosses per game did that guy produce? Twenty, yep. so many, right? He was nonstop. Well, I mean, look at the twenty twenty one season. All his assists were crosses into the box to Demir. Yeah, and it's just so if somebody who is, I'm gonna say he's a strong defender. He's a great defender. Great defender, playing up, basically taking it to the you know to the wing, crossing the box in, and then. Uh, being able to get back and and be a defender. Yeah. I mean, and, and also, one thing that I miss about Aaron Herrera is that he did have, like, that leadership quality. Mm-hmm. I would even say more than Justin Glad. I won't disagree. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I know that those two came up together, but there's just something about Aaron Herrera where he almost commanded that respect. Well, and you, and you he was almost... a presence on the field. You could almost, well, yeah, he was an enforcer type, right? But you could also almost say that Brody, Glad, and Herrera all fed off each other and made all three of them better when they were together, right? Because they had that familiarity with each other. They all demanded that respect from each other and from everyone else. So you take a link out. Brody's never going to be the guy that's demanding the respect, right? And it's crazy because, like, you know, the main component of any successful team is the chemistry. And it's now that we think about it, it's like that's been dismantled. Destroyed. Destroyed. Yeah. 
So And you gotta maybe feel like or think on some level just Jay Glad is probably like, Hey, what's what what is my role here? Do I belong here? What's the next step for me? Mm-hmm. Especially when all your friends disappear around you who you have good chemistry with and you got a strong defensive line. When that gets broken apart and your team starts going to shit, you know he's got to be feeling something. I, I think every single player on that team is feeling something. Are they in the right place? But also it's like you got people on the defensive like Marcelo Silva, who's on his last year. Like how truly invested is that guy? After a start like this, yeah, I he, mean, he's still not playing bad though. He's not. Give him. We'll give him credit. Honestly, there. I'll give the back line themselves yeah. are not doing a bad job. Uh, the no, guys in front agree. of them, yeah. are not doing a good job of protecting them. I will like. I am not afraid to give credit where credit is due. Right, like mm-hmm. was the FC Dallas match for example. Overall, great match for RSL. Oh, absolutely dominated the game. Absolutely. But this nightmare of the nine situation continues to haunt us and will continue to haunt us until ownership, the FO, go identify a guy that can score some goals just like every other team has done that every other team is punishing with, right? They're punishing us with those guys every game. So until we go get that guy that can punish the other teams and compliment Sava and Gomez... We're, we're going to be stuck dominating matches and aspects, but not having that killer finish. Uh, absolutely. We, we had, like, double the chances on goal than FC Dallas did. Absolutely. Yeah. And then they just lock it up. Like, it, it it's so infuriating that we can have a team that's always close to decent, right? And you can give Pablo credit for that. I have no real beef with, with Pablo and the squad, right? I think not playing Luna's a crime. I think some of the substitutions are a crime. You know, a lot of his guys that get some starts that are questionable, like, that's all a crime. But overall, I do see how he can be a good coach. But to not give him that goal scorer, that killer, it it just blows my mind. And I, you know, I'm sure I'm going to get dirty looks from, from people at the stadium that work for the club. But it it's criminal that we have not solved this nine problem. Yeah. It's criminal. And it's so frustrating. It Fans should be upset. Mm-hmm. They should be. I'm upset. I've been upset. And fans should be more vocal about it. I'm so stoked to see Tifo is about signing the damn nine. I'm playing Luna. <laughs> and no, and I love that this is a perfect segue into the Dallas game because it, it's true. Dallas was a good performance. Between I think between Charlie and the Dallas game, that's probably the best we we've seen ourselves all year. Yeah. Right? But it, it comes down to just being on the front foot literally the entire second half. I think in the second half, they only had the two chances and they finished the one, right? Yep. But having so many opportunities and just knocking on that door the entire second half and just not being able to put in the back of the net to give you the three points in Dallas, it, it's frustrating. And I remember you, at the final whistle just feeling frustrated and, and disappointed and upset because we had so many opportunities but we just can't finish. And it's the oh. same issue we had last year. It's the same one we're seeing this year. And, and like you, it, it, uh, constantly over and over again, it's happening, it's happening. But we're good, right? We're good. Yeah, yeah everything Ruby, will be fine. Ruby's good. Yeah, everything's fine. <laughs> we, don't, yeah. we don't need to change anything. Like, everything will turn around on its own. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's unbelievable. You know, take the last two matches uh, for what they are where, you know, Real Salt Lake was dominant and – you know, lucky to get the win with Charlotte FC and then coming uh, pretty close to FC Dallas. Um, if you guys are curious on the stats, 15 shots versus FC Dallas is four shots. Which yeah. a team at home 
should not have four shots. <laughs> yeah. And right? honestly, a 50% conversion rate is kind of incredible. Yeah. We, yep. And we, like, to your guys' point, we played really well, but yeah, we're, we're if you've got 15 shots going, five of those on target, if we have that striker that we need, that's that that would right there either give us the draw or give us enough to pull a win. Right. Right now, I think Real Salt Lake is struggling with their identity. If the identity, if you want to argue that it's Savarino, I don't think so. I don't see it. When you think of other teams, yeah. If you go big market, obviously, Striker. LAFC, you got Vela, strikers. LA Galaxy, you got Chicharito. Seattle, you've got yeah. uh, Morris. Uh, Columbus you know, Crew, you've Seattle got Seattle. It's not even Morris. It's it's Zeller. It, it, it's and a team. Lodero, uh, Lodero, and Ruiz Diaz. Yes, Ruiz Diaz. Yeah, a culmination, right? Right. Um. Well, Lucas all around, like you were saying, Columbus and, Crew. And Cucho. Yeah, right. And Cucho. And Cucho. Yeah. You look at Brandon New England. Vasquez New e- yeah, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, New England, who has um, Gil and um, Borrero. Yep. And uh, not to mention Pantera, El Pantera. Yeah. Uh, damn, what's his name, dude? Albert Ellis? No, Carlos Hill, uh, Gustavo Bo. Oh, yeah, Gustavo yep. Bo, who's injured but still playing well. S- still, though. Yeah. So you have around the league... It's like you've got almost years of formulating these moves and we're just left to rely on somebody who left to go win trophies, come back, and then we're just kind of not even I wouldn't even say we're building around Severino. It's no. like it's just a jumbled mess. And to say that that's acceptable or that Real Salt Lake is a, a good team that cares about its identity, well right now they don't have one. Right now, their identity is we're. It's not exactly a losing streak, but it let's. Call, no, it is. That, that's it what is. it is. It's a losing streak. We've, I don't even care that we won against Charlotte FC. No, that's that's a. You you write that one off to luck at this point. Yeah. We've won two games this year. Yeah. yeah. It's bad, man. It's really and it, bad. And not to mention Charlotte FC, by the way, are also bad. Are also bad. <laughs> really bad. <laughs> right. So at this really point, bad. like. At this point, I'm just hoping we beat SKC in Colorado. Yeah, but at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if they get their first win against. I'll even I'll even go as far as say is I think Colorado might be better than us this year. They're starting to get the rhythm. Yeah, yeah, they're starting to get the rhythm, and they actually look kind of decent. I think they brought in a lot of new players, a lot of new players. Key keyword: new Uh players. And they've started to gel really well, and I think Colorado's starting to play a much better brand of soccer than what we've seen. SKC is a dumpster fire, and so if we lose to SKC, oh that, that. But, but that. honestly, are we that far off? Like I said, dude, we're we're, not. we're we're one Galaxy and SKC win from being the wooden spoon leaders. Right. The the only thing we can say, like the SKC can't, is like they have some DPS. True. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that team, dude, that's that team's in trouble. Bro. That team, that team is aged, and they have not Peter Vermees, and they bro. have not replaced guys as they yeah. aged. Like the fact that Graham Zussi is still out there, bro. I saw him get subbed off. Like I was watching bits and pieces of the match, and he like subs off. I'm like, dude, he's yeah. still playing. Espinosa's still playing. I feel like Graham Zussi would be the equivalent of like Kyle Beckerman still playing, or no, like Chris Winger still running out there. Yeah, at right back. You know what I mean? Yeah, Espinosa is the same as if Beckerman was still out there. Like, Nuts, hang it dude. up, dog. If Olave was still out there, <laughs> close, close. And I want to bring it back to Dallas because there's another big question mark i guess in my mind right now how do you guys feel about lawfulson getting picked over ojeda 
I think they've both looked absolutely horrible this year. But I think you play Ojeda. Yeah, Ojeda just by default, right? Just I think he's I've seen a lot of Ojeda slander on Twitter. I don't necessarily understand it. I know he hasn't had the greatest start. But I think he's a quality player. Do I think he's the in in every starting eleven guy? But compared to a guy no, who But was... I think he would be a great depth piece next to a really good midfielder, right? But compared to Lawfulson, dude, like Lawfulson hasn't done anything for me this year that makes me go like, Yeah, this is the Jasper of last year. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. It's like you've got you've got a dude who's been in rotation with his um country club and has experience playing and you opt to play the dude who was a banker a year and a half ago. Yeah. It's just not smart. It's not smart. No, and I I mean I agree. Because the way I see it, that first goal is on Jasper. Vera went too high forward, lost his mark. Jasper should have been tracking that guy on the wing. We can also give a little bit of 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 um what's it called? I don't want to say hate, but we can also question uh, Hidalgo and Glad's marking of Jesus oh, yeah. Ferreira in the box, yeah. but that run is solely the run on the left wing to cross it in is solely on Jasper just completely getting lost in the midfield again. Well, and like I don't even like getting lost is one thing, but for me the biggest frustration with with our midfield three overall is just the turnovers, man. Yeah, incomplete passes, turnovers, stupid giveaways that are just hurting us, man. I'll say Ojeda came into this one and. and did change the game. Though. Absolutely. Him and Luna have proven that they can change games. Yeah. But I fear, you know, back to Pablo and these stupid conversations, but I fear that, like, we've talked about over and over and over again, which is making doing this just absolutely exhausting, that these aren't Pablo's guys. So they're just not going to get time unless absolutely necessary. Which is ridiculous. Like, you... you we we suck, man. Like, why have we not given anyone else a look? Yeah. Well, and then, but go back to the GM question, the the, the GM topic, right? If you're Elliot Fall and you're looking at that situation with Lawson and Ojeda in the midfield, are you willing to fork over that four million price tag for Ojeda come July? I wouldn't. Would you? Would you pay four million for Ojeda right now? That's that's. Right under the club record for Gomez. Well, if we didn't want to pay two million for Cordova, well, yeah, but I don't think we'll pay. I don't think we'll fork over the money for Ojeda. I don't think we will either. Which now we go into now we go into now we're really needing a striker and another because right now we need a we're, defensive. We're midfielder. right back to where we were last square year. one, and we haven't built up anything to to prepare. Well, there hang you, on, there well, you go, <clears throat> Josh. Be patient. No, be patient. Okay, it's gonna be fine. Well, let's just go raid some more USL clubs you and blog boy. Will you stop? And I want to get into the topic of Diego Luna now. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Before we get too <laughs> okay. far out of the Dallas All game. Right. All right. Penalty or no penalty? To me, no penalty. To me. To me. Unbelievable. I will say this, though. It's enough that VAR should have told the main official to go look at it. It's completely stupid that we have a tool like VAR in this league and we don't even give it a chance to be looked at. He just yep. says, okay, let's go halftime. Well, it almost seems as a cop-out. It almost seems as like, oh, we don't know what we're going to call, so let's just go to see, halftime. And, and this is where it's... But the antagonist is you've got somebody in the booth who has a clear view of it, and they feel that 
it's that it's so black and white that the official doesn't need to go to the monitor. So what's the resolution there? But, Should they go to the monitor? Yeah, but every here's the time? problem with handball. It changes all the time, right? The last I heard, if it touches your hand, it's a penalty. Yeah. Natural, unnatural, because it's so hard to decipher. We've been bitten by the how is that a handball multiple times. This one, to me, it hits him right in the hand and stops it from, you know, it's a handball. I don't care about the natural position anymore because that that argument is so, like, up and up to interpretation that that's why they went to if it hits the hand it's a handball right so what just to not look at it is just so frustrating it and it really does feel like <laughs> it really does feel like if we're in a situation where we have somebody else in the middle it might have it might have gone a call maybe because no. because of that because of interpretation right. it feels like every ref is now has different definitions for what a handball is. Right, and it, it doesn't make sense to me, but I digress. I'm not saying that that cost us the game. I'm not saying anything like that. But, but it would have changed the game for sure. It, sure, it would have, but I'm just more irritated that it, it just wasn't even considered or looked at. Exactly. That, that's what bothers me. Exactly. What about Brian Vera kind of stepping up to the enforcer role? Love that. Getting in their yeah. face. All about that. More letting that. out a little bit of frustration. Yep. Well, elaborate on that. Do you guys like that? I love it. Uh, it's needed. I wish every single player on that team had that mentality. It's going to bite him. He's going to get a red at some point. Um, but I love it. <laughs> that's that's my kind of player, right? That's why I loved Everton. That's why I love Beckerman. That's why I love Grabovoy. Will yeah. Johnson to an extent. Yeah. Olave, right? All these guys had that little nasty to him. I yeah. love the nasty. It is something we've been lacking in this squad, I feel like. Put that on a shirt. Love the nasty. I love the nasty. <laughs> <laughs> just with like, do you remember uh, Clint Dempsey and his like smelling the poop face? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a funny shirt. <laughs> love the nasty. Let's uh, let's kind of do some Twitter questions. I know we're going to, uh, I know these are early. Well, we had, well, we need to talk well, about we, Diego Luna. We, we're, well, not, we're not ready for that yet. Well, hang on. You're not ready for that? We're not ready for Twitter yet. We Whoa. still got we still got to unload the grievances. All right, go ahead. Diego Luna. This is another crime. Why isn't he playing? Cuz RSL I want to get him I want to get him on an interview and Let's literally just week. ask him that question. Just say, "Hey, why aren't you playing?" Let's talk to him next week. Here's my thing. RSL loves the youth, right? We brag about it all the time, but we don't play him. I don't get it. I really don't get it. And I, it, I I know you know if you talk to someone at the club they'd be like well at training he just doesn't uh, you know put forth the one percent extra effort we need to see from him to to really thrive on this RSL team under Baba. They wouldn't even say that. They would just say there's people beating him out in practice and training. Yeah, there's one thing like we've talked again. We've talked about this before. Training is an important aspect, right? Training well is an important Absolutely. aspect. Absolutely. But if you're not performing in a match and the guy that's supposedly not training as well as you comes in and changes that game for the better, that guy needs to be on the field. That guy needs to see minutes. If you're if that's your record fee from the USL up to MLS, why are you not giving him a sniff? You're not winning games, so you're not losing out there, right? He's not playing over someone that's proving themselves time in and time out and getting you those three points. What's the problem here? Why why don't we play him underneath Roby or Rubin? See what happens. Yeah. Why don't we try it? Because we won't. He's not one of the guys. And it goes back to what 
I said a couple weeks ago, we should be figuring out a way to combine an 11 that has enough experience and enough youth in it to be successful. But constantly leaving Diego Luna on the bench is just... Playing Anderson Julio? It's just detrimental to, to to, to his career. If... I know we've talked we talked about this last week or the week before, but if I'm Luna, I'm out of here. Yeah, There's, well, I have no reason to be here. Well, and it even seems as though it even seems as the club is kind of expecting him to just go to the U twenty tournament and then be completely gone. ball out and then get a big a big chunk of money for him. But if I'm another club and if I'm looking at his club situation at the moment, I'm not going to want to get near that. Why isn't he playing at his club? Well, I might be willing to get near it, but I'm not going to pay the money you want. Exactly. It makes no sense to me. But hey, I digress. We're not at training every day. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes. We don't know how he is in the locker room. Sounds like you need to brush up on your sources, bro. <laughs> Dude. No one's going to give us information ever again. Not at this point. <laughs> they hate us. Yeah. Anyway. A little bit. Um, yeah. It's... Do, you, do you guys disagree? If you're Luna, do you stay? No, I'd be gone. It's a crime, right? He could be, he could be that player we're all dying for to come in, right? The the Brandon Aronson, yeah, that comes in as a, as a young guy, balls out, and we sell for millions. Why are we not trying? That? Or we keep, right? Either way, you know, I, it's no, even if, if uh, even if he's not coming in and scoring goals, I mean, we saw him when he had come in. Uh, I can't remember what minute marker it was, but it was late, and he had like. A scoring opportunity, just put it a little bit wide. While playing is the eight. Yes. Yeah. So it's not even that I'm looking for the production out of Diego Luna. Like, I, I sure, cool, come in, get goals. That would be sick. But uh, the dude is creative enough to create chances and put other people in, in awesome scoring opportunities. And so it's weird that they're kind of treating him like someone who's on the, you know, on the front door of retirement, bringing him in as a substitute late in like in the between the 80th and the 90th minute you know when we're down right. like it's just it's weird it's that's and it's that's rude, a dude. that's a weird tactical uh decision honestly like if if we're not winning games why are we not developing you but i also think i think to answer that i think it's the anxiety dude because when you see a spark of good play and if you don't have the the eye to maybe run some substitutions and you're not making those changes because you're anxious of, you know, maybe, maybe what am I trying to say here? It's like when you keep, if you keep the same players on and you're not looking maybe two steps ahead on the subs that you should be making and you're banking a little too much on what's happening because maybe you got close to a scoring opportunity then I think that leads to the decisions where you're bringing in like your most creative player, Diego Luna uh, on at the very tail end of the match when it could happen much sooner or you're not doing it at all. Sure. And and I understand there's definitely moments where I've been watching and we've been playing well. And I think to myself, what sub do you even make right now? No one's performing badly. And sometimes you don't want to throw the, the rhythm of the game off. I totally get that. But when you're down three or four goals... Obviously, it's not working out. Did he play in Columbus? I don't remember. Oh, okay. I tried to forget. Honestly, like, (laughs) some of these games, I I try to not remember for too long because 
it affects my mental well-being. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get him on. We'll try to target him for our next player interview. So whether that's on the show or on IG, but um, whoever interviews us, we need to ask him, why do you think you aren't playing? I think it's a fair question. It is a good question. No, it's 100% fair. So we'll put that request in. It's not meant to be with any kind of vitriol or anything like that. No, it's literally, hey, you're our most creative player. You're the player that fans want to see the most. You're the player who has the vision to see the next two to three touches. So why aren't you playing? Why aren't you on the field? And and even the stats back it up because still to this, after like what, four or five games later, he is still the most creative attacking player averaging like over the average 90 minutes and he's still not playing a lot it's weird it's really weird it's because they have their guys and that's that man i don't know that's that no see i i kind of i don't want to agree with you on that i think to be the contrarian i don't do i think pablo has his guys no i don't think so but also uh it goes back to managing like the player attitudes and that uh sense of um entitlement to where you are going to be starting and it is it is tough as a coach to regulate that and maybe pull somebody off without pissing them off but we've we've seen it right we saw it with mcmath mcmath didn't play beavers came in back to mcmath so we know that it can happen unless there was like an underlying reason that mcmath didn't play so we know that that could happen we just want to see it in other areas. And I think Diego Luna has much more to prove and has much more to lose. So, yeah, put a young dude in there that's hungry. Other other teams seem to manage doing it just fine. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that would be a – listen, when, when Beavers was playing, I, I was really happy with that decision and uh, the roster choices. They were great, right? The fan base was was happy with that, even though it, even it though entailed we a loss. Work out. Yeah, but it's even like, with hey, we that tried. loss, even with that loss, we're, the fan base is less upset because we're seeing the youth get time and development. Watching Justin Merriman, and Chang and these same old guys go out there and get whooped, that's frustrating. Watching new exciting guys give it a shot, I'm all about it. Hang on, though. Hang on. Justin Miram's cross, bro. That was a beauty. And beauty. I'm not saying any of these guys are particularly bad. Yeah. But if if I'm going to see a side struggle, I want to see the guys that are the future develop. So I know in two, three years, when we get a nine, uh, that's more like nine years. But when that happens, <laughs> right, these young guys are ready. And we're not solely relying on what ASKC is relying on right now. We're not relying on the aged out Johnny Russell you know, Espinoza's to do this thing. We have the young guys ready to roll. Yeah. We see it, we see it happening with the, the Utah jazz, right? Just disassembling the roster, playing the new, the new young blood and, and they had a great stretch and then they just kind of fizzled out. But jazz fans are actually less mad because they understand that they're in a rebuild year. Yep. So like we're in a, a de facto rebuild year where we're not admitting we are, Yeah. but we absolutely are, but we're not trying to do it. Yeah. And that's shitty. It's horrible, dude. Because you you can at least set the bar low, and I would be okay with a bar being set that low. And we know that it's hey, we haven't figured it out, guys. We got young young players who 
might get minutes. We have old players that we're going to have to eventually part with, and we're trying to make the right decision. We know it's not going to be the best soccer, but we could really use the support. Damn, if they People said that. People are all about it. People are all about it. I would take that. I would love that. I would yeah. love to hear but, that. But what you hear on the radio yesterday or whatever day it was is, oh, we're, you know, we're, we're looking to win trophies, and you are not. And the media should chill out. And and nobody understands tactics like Pablo does. And, and Please, that's the, that's the thing. Like if you just say straight up, we're going into a rebuild year. I would be okay with that. I would. But be it's okay the fact that if we're they constantly. Rebuilt. Yeah, if if we're constantly being told we're going to compete for trophies, we're going to get a home playoff spot. We're that's the goals. Like yada 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 yada. That's why we're upset. Okay, hang that's on for a second though. Hang on for a second though. So put yourself as pretend you work for Real Salt Lake. Sure. You can't come out and say, hey, this is a rebuild year. Sure you can. Yeah, There's you can. a way to say it. How, so how would you say it? The Utah Jazz just did it. They said it's rebuild year. Oh, yeah. They, they used the word rebuild. No, when they didn't you, say exactly when you rebuild. you trade away your two all-stars for I get draft that. picks? That's I get that. But So how would you signaling. premise it without using the word rebuild? Or uh, blatantly, hey, you're going to see some shitty soccer. I wouldn't even say. I would just not extend Demir Krylak. I wouldn't extend Justin Gla- Justin Miram. I wouldn't extend Justin McMath, Glad. I wouldn't Silva. re-sign Zach McMath, Marcelo Silva. None of those guys. Okay, uh, hang on. You hang don't on. have to say it with words. You can literally <laughs> say it with roster decisions. If you're starting a nineteen year old, a seventeen year old goalkeeper, and all your young kids, that's all you have to do. You're People understand it. it right there. Yeah, Isaac, do you have something to say, bro? I'm trying to word it. I'm trying to figure out how I would say it. Okay. When you figure it out, you get back to us. I'm okay? not going to. Um, no, I think you're right. Yeah. Like you said, roster decisions, right? Fans are uh, smart. Yeah, I know fans don't get the credit that they deserve, but fans are smart. No, they we, understand. We, we don't understand tactics. That's This isn't even a tactic, right? Like, <laughs> this is just straight up like sports. Sports. Uh, yeah. That I was, think. Elliot, that was so dumb for him to say because. <laughs> You know, I totally get that there are some sides of tactics that are extremely in the weeds, right? But to just like write people off like that, I'll, I'll give him. I'll give him the part where he said that Pablo's not going to come out and say tactics because you don't want to show your hand. Okay. That I get. Okay, but okay, I'm going to counter that. Okay, go. Has he shown any kind of change in Absolutely any not. of his tactical approach Absolutely to any not. match to make that no. an argument? No, no. San Jose knows exactly what they're going to get into when they get here on uh, Saturday. Yeah. They know exactly what they're walking into. We're not going to suddenly well, watch us right play now three in the back suddenly. Because <laughs> right now it's what? it's. <clears throat> I care about the guys' mentalities. And if they're happy, believe me, they're going to bring that to the match every Saturday home game. And I just really want to get into the roots and the, the weeds with these guys and really understand and make sure they're in a good mental state to play good soccer. And it's like, why don't we do that in preseason? <sighs> Where, where I, did that fall off? Because last year, remember, he was the locker room guy. Everyone was pumped and happy to be here. So, like, where did that fall off? Sounds like Real Salt Lake needs, like, a retreat, you know? Everyone needs to, like, <laughs> go have a snowball fight in the mountains. A pillow fight. Bond. We're not going Ted Lasso <laughs> here, my guy. <laughs> what would be a good retreat for Real Salt Lake? Uh, let's actually let's spend a little bit of time on that. Let's kind of line this up. All right. Say it again. Burning Man. They all go to Burning Man? Yeah. All the drugs <laughs> find themselves. Alex, what's your vote, dude? <laughs> Justin Glad comes back with, like, 
dreadlocks and yeah. Apache beard. <laughs> He's retiring and living in his minivan the rest of his life. That'd be good. Kyle Beckerman comes back. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Beckerman's just there. Yeah. They just run yeah. into him there. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's, it. yeah. Look, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard. This is hard. It's exhausting, man. Like, I... I so badly want to be excited about something. I'm dying for a transfer, just a transfer rumor. Can yeah. we get a rumor? Well, transfer window closes on Monday. Yeah, the, we're not getting one this one. If we get one this window, I'll be shocked. I would. I would because be- there is zero. Like, I know they're pretty good about keeping things under wraps, but there's usually a little bit of smoke somewhere. Some outlet from Argentina, some outlet from Belarus, right? Cheeky's Twitter, right? Someone <laughs> has something. There's nothing. Yeah. Even even our sources are dried up. That's nuts, man. It's uh, because there's nothing there. Exactly. And it, then it, and then we're gonna be told for the next three months, oh summer's coming. We're gonna make a big splash and it'll be deadline day and we'll sign someone from the third division in Netherlands. Maybe. Actually I would take that. Uh third division Lithuania. How about that? Yeah. He's gonna come <laughs> in and not do anything. He's going to Tony Datkovich us, and we're all going to be bummed. We're all going to be so pumped we sign something, right? That's that's the state we're in. From the we Blitzer get a group. rumor from the Blitzer Group. Any, I'll take anything. <laughs> that's that's the state we're in. I'll literally take anything. <laughs> I'm sad we didn't sign Christian Ramirez. That's how desperate I am. Ah, uh, dude, he, he's actually pretty decent. He's fine, but he's not a he's not winning a MLS Cup. Yeah, he's yeah. a third string striker, and I'd be fine with it. We had to watch Danny Musaski play, bro. Oh boy, what happened to him? Oh, he was one of the best players around, apparently. Yeah. His his expected goals per minute was the highest in the league. How do, where do you think that is now? <laughs> well, I mean, he hasn't played any minutes to like really negatively affect it, I so guess, probably yeah. still pretty high. Yeah, I guess. But like I don't know, man. It's just it's it's painful. Do I Do you th- um, well, I, I guess, wish I, guess... I, w- I wish I was a shitty fan that could just like pack it up and pick a new team sometimes. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Do you think or hope that come Monday we have some deadline transfers? Of course, similar to how it was in the summer last year. Sure, because then maybe uh, next week I'll come back on here and say, Josh, you're an idiot. You were bitching for nothing. But again, there's just no indication there's no that indication. that's even gonna happen. And and prior experience tells me that. Even if something did happen, it's probably not the answer. Yeah, because like the last deadline, like there was like three, right? Like we yeah. knew a number three, right. and and then we knew the first name, and then there's like connections of where they were coming from, and hey, it, like uh, they played the national Sava team. And, and no, 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 no. It was uh, Ojeda, Oviedo, and Moose. Oviedo, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Sava was right before all that. Sava was and the that, deadline of the winter. Of the winter, yeah. yeah. So that was actually like. A mostly decent window, and I remember us being a little more okay with things, and that was exciting. But to not, to, to still not have a nine, dude. Criminal press charges, bro. Yeah. If I'm Don Garber, I'm pressing charges against ourselves. Somebody call nine one one on Elliot Fall. Don't the ownership. Do it, it's top down, dog. Oh yeah, it's top down. If the ownership was honestly serious about this club, turning it around quickly. They would have signed a DP9 already. But instead, it was probably told to them, oh, dummy's coming back. Everything's going to be fine and dandy. It's absolutely mind-boggling 
that we have an open DP slot. And the other two why? could be easily bought down. Why? And then people wonder why Major League Soccer doesn't care about Rail Salt Lake. It just... it The DP slot is free money. Use it. Bring someone in. Why is it open? Why is it not being utilized? It's frustrating. Well, because, you know, we just haven't found the right fit. Which... I know we've gone into that before, but yeah, what does that even mean? So, at what point, at what point do fans or people who make the little baby tifos, you know, start calling for heads to roll? Or... Hopefully Saturday. It won't take long. Hopefully this Saturday, if they don't get confiscated. I just don't think. I don't know, man. I, I you know, the the positive stuff with the SGs right now is that the club, the relationship with the club is so good. So, like, who's going to come and ask for, you know, like an Elliot oh, out or a It's got to be it, – it can't be an SG one. It can be in the SG, but it's not going to be funded by an SG. It has to be organic like the old Section 35 ones where we just took a can of spray paint and a sheet and made it. What what kind of sheet would you guys use? I would go to Walmart and buy their <laughs> king size. Um, king flat, size? Flat sheet. Don't get the fitted. Flat. Fit it doesn't work. Gotta get the flat sheet. And then just regular spray paint? Regular old can. And you can actually take, if you, if you get a king size, you can either do a really big one. You can cut it in half, do two, cut it in fours. I mean, there's a lot of options there. Josh Very inspiring cool. people for this weekend. Uh, I inspire myself. It's time, man. But, you know. Or just, you know what? Let's. I don't even want to see an Elliot out one. I want to see where's our nine. I want to see play Luna. I want to see a more direct message. Because at this point, if the ownership isn't backing the front office in Elliott, then that's not an Elliott problem. Ownership needs to invest the money in the squad. I don't care if we don't I don't care if we get, you know, zero you know, new murals. Let's get a nine. So how do you guys feel about this weekend? We're gonna lose. San, San Jose is good. San Jose is good. Uh, they yeah. scare me. They're going to come in and just clean house, bro. Kid Cowell and think, his little mustache, dude, he's going to well, score two. That's the big question is how <clears throat> how many minutes does Kid Cowell get this weekend? He doesn't need a lot. He played this weekend. Because Mr. Espinoza and Jeremy Bobasi are going to take care I'm of more scared. Elsewhere. Exactly. I'm more scared of a Bobasi and uh, Christian Espinoza than I am of uh, yeah. Kid Cowell. But let's talk about San Jose. They've been a club in turmoil, but they still seem to be able to get you know DPs and things like this so guys that can attack and they've turned it around and that's san jose bro right like nobody cares about that california team except really. andy munoz except i love Mike. i love the earthquakes yeah i think I do. and team. honestly like outside of wando like it's a team i've never really had a problem with yeah mm-hmm. i think they're heading in the right direction under lichi gonzalez or luchi luchi gonzalez they've started off really really well and they're playing pretty they're, good they're soccer. Scary. And they're, they they look a lot like the Dallas team that was under Leachy a couple years yeah. ago. And San Jose has worked us at home recently. They've won two of the last three here at Sandy, yeah. including so, a three to four crazy a wild game. game. Sitting yeah. in fifth place. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Fifth place. All right, let's go over the record real quick. So eight matches played, four wins, two draws, two losses. Yeah, I mean, that's. That's where you would expect, like, a good Real Salt Lake team to be. I'd yeah. be pumped if we were sitting right there. But, I mean, and, and, and they're up there. I mean, top five, obviously. St. Louis, which, by the way, I think they're going to win the league. 
They'll win Supporter Shield. Wow. But I don't know if they're going to. Ah, that's a stretch. That, yeah, I don't know about They're going to push for it. I think they'll they're win not... Supporter Shield and they'll lose MLS Cup. Mm. I still think it's between Seattle and LA. And you, can give, you can give Cincinnati a shout in there, too. Oh, yeah. Even though St. Louis just worked them, they're a good side. Well, injuries. Sure. I'll, I'll give, I'll give call-ups. I'll give Cincinnati the, the benefit of the doubt because right. of injuries and call-ups. But St. But, Louis is a good, I, yeah. you know, I kept, um, they finally got their losses, so that makes me happy. But now <laughs> I can say, yeah, you guys are we're, actually pretty damn good. We're on the St. Louis train over here. Okay, well, they're sitting first place. You got LAFC, second place. Sounders, third place. You know, Sounders, like we were saying, stacked team, but also like an aging team. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see they're, what happens They're due there. for a refresh. FC I, Dallas I sitting in fourth. Sure. Jesus Ferreira, let's just – I know everybody was giving him crap in the World Cup, but – He's a good player. Scores also, scores against RSL and then scores against the Mexico friendly. He is one of the top strikers in this league. And I said that, and people were like, mm-hmm. No, there's no denying it. He Bro, 100% is. He's at, a good player. And at 24? He's a great player. Oh, yeah. I'd take him in a heartbeat. He, just, exactly. he, he was just off for the World Cup. It was unfortunate, but well, the, I was All of our strikers guy. were off for the World Cup. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. a Burhalter problem, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got San Jose sitting in fifth. Um, I don't. I, let's just name them all. Uh, sixth place, Minnesota. Seventh, Houston Dynamo. Surprise. Uh, big surprise. Big surprise, yeah. Vancouver Whitecaps, eighth. It's weird, dude. I feel like I haven't seen anything of the Whitecaps lately. No, but they just, you know, quiet results. There. Uh, Portland sitting in ninth. Um, just above the playoff line. I know we're not. it's way too soon to, to talk about that, but. Aspria, the bicycle kick. Colossal. The fact that they hammered Colossal. Seattle was a shocker. It was. Yeah. It really hammered is. Seattle. Yeah. I was talking about this to you, Josh, um, while we're on the topic of like, you know, that's, that's the Cascadia Cup or whatever. Yeah. Um, you had El Trafico play at LAFC versus LA Galaxy. It's crazy how good of a team LA Galaxy is when they want to be. Yep. They go to the Trafico and come within one goal. Super exciting game. Just back-to-back action. Uh, Ricky Puig would have had the draw, had not on that shot, had it hit the the uh, the goalpost. But it's weird because LA Galaxy is sitting below Real Salt Lake, but for games to go up to against an opponent that's LAFC, they turn it on, almost get the draw. So many scoring opportunities. Chicharito is back. It's weird to see like teams just kind of turn it up an extra level where I feel like if LA Galaxy were just to do that casually it's the rivalries they would they would kill it right and it's so you know that the potential's there so what I'm saying is like for a team like LA Galaxy to go up against LAFC second place the rivals um you know teams teams have it inside them and I wonder what it would take to get Real Salt Lake fired up like that take every single away match home match seriously it's I don't know. It's so weird. Uh, okay. Rantover. Austin FC sitting in 10th. Colorado 11th. Real Salt Lake 12. LA Galaxy, like I said, 13. And then Sporting KC, bro. I love this so much, dude. 14th place. Last yeah. place, dude. Eight matches played. Three points. Three points off of three draws. Zero wins. The five losses. Goal scored. Three, <laughs> the lowest ever in MLS history. Rough, three, dude. rough, bro. But if it wasn't for Charlotte, 
We're not far off of that. That's what I'm saying. Dude. The second we're not far the off second of SKC wins a game and we lose that same weekend, we're right there with them, bro. Yeah. But it's just so satisfying. They don't Very have satisfying. any wins. Yeah. You got you got a dude <laughs> trying to like get famous off of SKC and he's getting the attention, but it's like, damn, bro, like I don't think it's good attention. Your team sucks. I don't think we can take jabs at SKC anymore, bro. I don't know. Uh, no, do we, we absolutely can. Do we Will care about me. Eastern Conference? <laughs> Let's really. talk about Eastern Conference real quick, guys. Uh, New England Revolution. Shout out Bollywood. Yeah. Good for him, man. Yep. Dude, I. that's where we are. We're happy for players who have exited this toxic-ass club. <laughs> We're like, dude, yes, leave your toxic... Crappy girlfriend who doesn't care about you and and go get treated right. I would have loved for Bobby to stay minus the injuries. Yeah. The injuries were just... Yeah. Cincinnati FC, second place. Atlanta United, third place. Columbus Crew, fourth. New York City FC, sitting in fifth. Nashville, sixth. And then I don't really care to really go on, but uh, Philadelphia, Alex's second MLS team. They're focused on Champions League, bro. Oh, they're Seattle. They're Seattle. They're last Seattle. Year. Last year, okay. Sure. All right. Chill. Yeah. They'll be back. Chill, bro. As soon as they win it, they'll be back. Wow. All right. Uh, and that's it. That's <laughs> it. Montreal. Poor Aaron Herrera, dude. Fifteenth last place. Yep. In the East. At least they have a win, though. One win and six losses. Brutal. Yeah. Um, MLS is a fun league. It is fun. It's fun to watch. It's hard to watch all those matches happening on a Saturday, dude. The fact they like. The Sunday match was so great. Give yeah. me one or two Sunday games. I know. Spread it out. They, I mean, that was it was like that last season. Now it's just it's crazy. Right, but like, bro, I, we're even feeling it. Like when I when I work the matches and do like the social media clips and all that stuff. Like we had to have a meeting today to be like, yo, like we need a, because what I do is so I'll watch like four or five matches simultaneously, and then when the goals happen, it's my job to cut those, download them. Um, do one by one, which is like a square for Instagram, nine by 16 IG story size, 16 by nine. But when I'm doing four to five matches and it's just like goal and then goal and goal, goal, like it's, we're getting overwhelmed and I can't say much more, but people are feeling it. Yeah. Like, hey, this is a lot of matches. I just and it's you know, a lot of work. When there's nothing on on Sunday afternoon, and you're sitting on your couch going like, some soccer would be cool right now. So I worked. I worked the Galaxy and the LAFC game. Exactly. And it was nice. It was exactly. beautiful, dude. We everybody could just take a deep breath. Right. It was like cool. Goal just happened. Sick. Just highlight just happened. Cool. Easy. Another goal. Easy. I got time. And uh, I tweeted it. I said, "Hey, MLS tactically." doing a Sunday match, El Trafico. And, dude, they delivered good soccer. That was great soccer. Yeah. Whether you're not, you know, we, that's, we, that's we, know, you fans. we know how we feel about L.A. teams, but what a brilliant move. And I think um, Sunday, there's a, there's a Sunday match this week, but it's not going to be like... It's Atlanta, Chicago. Yeah, it's not going to be anything. And Almada's injured, so, like, who's going to watch? Yeah. Nah, yeah. Anyway, Twitter questions? Twitter questions. Um, or should we guys. talk about Amy Rodriguez first? Yeah. Yeah, Utah Royals, they are back. Uh, mm-hmm. Personally, uh, there was a – if you guys are the, the OG listeners, not even that OG, we just got to shout these this podcast out. Utah Royals FC show. 
uh, part of the RSL Soapbox family um, or Wasatch Sentinel Soccer now. Yes. Uh, they are like the OGs. They were the first team uh, to basically be assembled to cover the Utah Royals. At some point, they had a relationship with the RSL show uh, that kind of broke off, and they did their own thing. They're, they actually tweeted about maybe putting some shows back because they hung it up when they were sent off to Kansas City. Uh, so if they if they basically come back, go show that show some love, uh, there's some uh, good soccer talk to be held there. Now, Amy Rodriguez coming back to coach the Utah Royals. Alex Napolis, What's give up? us your thoughts, bro. It's a good brand move. Yeah. A lot of the people who were fans of the Royals before they left obviously know who A-Rod is. They love A-Rod. I love A-Rod. It's a great brand move to bring back those fans. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting. Um, it'll be interesting just because her only job before this was USC as an assistant, right? Not even the head coach. It's going to be her first ever coaching position. Um, it's going to be obviously for the Royals and then the NWSL, which is a professional league. It's a huge gamble. Big gamble. I I I like it just because, it, like I said, it's it's a big brand move. It'll bring back a lot of fans. It'll bring back a lot of attention to the team. Hope I hope nothing but the best, and I hope right. she does great. But if it does backfire, I think we'll, that's where you're scared. Yes, I think that's where I'm skeptical. I think, that, but I think they'll be a little bit more forgiving, um, given that. We understand as a fan base, it's a it's another player coach yeah. move, right? Um, but also, it is a little bit worrisome because I feel like Utah Royals they actually uh, carry a little bit of weight in the NWSL. Like they're seen as like one of the clubs to mm-hmm. be at. It's, it's not like RSL is in the eyes of MLS. Like, yeah, the Royals were a top tier NWSL club. Yeah, so mm-hmm. there's that pressure. So hopefully she does well. Hopefully she does great. Hopefully they they deliver on some cool soccer. And I'm excited. We've said this before. There's just going to be more soccer to be had. And if you want more of like an intimate environment or, dude, I don't know, man, them coming back and making it a big deal, I think like the first It might match, draw more than it did its first time. I mean, dude, I, like possible sellout? I don't know. Yeah, I hope so. I think That'd the first, be rad. I think the first ever game got like 18. Yeah. So they, they could easily beat that. I'd like I to would see love, that be consistent, dude, though. Yeah. If you're Real Salt Lake and your team sucks and there's another team playing in the same stadium that's actually has a hope in being a better club, sign me up. Yep. Sign me up, so dude. If we can watch some goals happen. Sign me up. Yeah, how do we get credentials for that? Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm honestly, dude, I'll go shoot some women's soccer. Dude, women's soccer is awesome, dude. dude like, I love it. They're nasty it, to each other. It's so good. It's, yeah. it's kind of awesome to see how much it's grown since we've – since the Royals first came in to Utah, right? I feel like women, even with the Royals left, women's soccer, not just in the state of Utah, but just in like the whole U.S. as a whole, has grown so much. And even in the world. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, it has. Yeah, it's going to be has, awesome. dude. Your sister is like in the perfect time yeah. for it, man. I Dude, is she good? She's good, yeah. Yeah, she's over in Kansas just the off season. I think she's injured right now, but. Alex's sister, get better. Yeah. Shout right. out! Shout out! Peaks! Shout out! What? Peaks! 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 Right, let's, let's do these Twitter questions <laughs> and wrap this up. Yeah, let's do a few. So we'll just read a few. There's some comments rather than questions. If you want to tackle IG, I'll you can switch over to that. Switching over, uh, guys. We're on all social media. Quick plug at RSL Show on Twitter, 
On Twitter, we're more invested to give you the game day experience. There are live uh, clippings that we do. So as the goals are happening, we're tweeting them out. KSL Sports will share those. There's a lot of conversation. So if you're, you know, if you're feeling kind of lonely on game day and you want to, you know, chill with your Real Salt Lake homies on the internet, Twitter is the place. Uh, if you want to shift that focus during the week to maybe hear from some players or see some exclusive stuff that we do or some content or maybe older content from back in the day, then head over to RSL show on Instagram. Uh, that's where we are very uh, active on. There's a lot of conversation there too, and people tend to be way more friendly on Instagram. So that's a cool place. And then if you're like a super hardcore person and you want more RSL content, go to the YouTube uh, right now. It's a channel, like I said before, we never really paid much attention to it. It's just kind of steadily grown up to 371 subscribers. And I think I think it grew like 100 subscribers probably like in the last month and a half where we when we decided that we're going to um, put more content on there. So there's really cool stuff on there behind the scenes. There's video podcasts on there. There's player interviews. Um, there's stuff that we're doing with the club uh, that will debut there. So go there, subscribe, watch the videos, like, comment. Um, we are all over it. Subscribe. So – uh, where were we? Twitter questions. All right, here we go. Twitter. Ivan Hernandez. He commented on our post today. He says, when does firing Pablo become a reality? His last 17 games with RSL has resulted in very few wins. Is it time to let him go or give it more time? If so, who would be the ideal replacement? Also to add and hurts to say, but we've been playing better without Crylock. Yep. Let's split that into two. So, Pablo, when does letting go of Pablo become a reality? And if so, well, who's his replacement? Based on the Elliott Fall interview this week, I'd say we're in for a ride. the rest of the season, minimum. Yeah. Yeah, realistically speaking, he makes it to the end of the season, no matter what happens. Yeah. Uh. He's, See, I, th- I, 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 I don't s- think his seat is hot at all. No, I don't think so. I think he, I think end of season comes, we could finish dead last. I don't know, dead last. I think he gets fired. Second to last, it'll be like let's give it another go. We they'll they'll make excuses. Oh, hey guys, we, you know, pillars were hurt, and we, you know, we're still working on this and working on that. I think second to last, he gets another run. Oh man, I hope not. And by then, we're just going to be all earthquakes fans, right? But I think as far <laughs> as replacements go. You know, I'm just going to go out on a whim. I'm not saying, you know, this is what's going to happen or this is what would be best. But if, you, if you say Kyle Breckerman, bro, pack your shit and, that, and go to the other room. Because we're in your house right that's, now. That's my second answer, <laughs> right? Because that's the RSL way. He has more experience than Amy Rodriguez right now. Who's the first, though? Javier Morales. Oh. I would not do that to Javi. I would. I would not want him to come here and get this kind of... Uh, Hatred and the fans would never turn on him. That's true. Yeah, I think it's a different combo if if Javi's here and be like, oh, he did his best. What, 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 what no, every the pressure would be on the front office to get Javi yeah. players. Yeah, yeah. Talk no a one, louder. no one would be talking about unless unless Javi was an absolutely abysmal coach, right? Like rolling out twelve defenders on an eleven player <laughs> field, right? Like. <laughs> But, no, dude, but Javier Morales has that pool around the league, too, dude. Yeah. I mean, when I went to the MLS All-Star match last year, 
to go film and have a such an amazing time with my MLS buddies, my boss. That was some God, dude. That was so much fun. Anyways, I'm just saying it because I want to go again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, manifest it real quick. I'm going to go with you, manifesting. Manifesting. Okay. So Javier Morales was at the training, dude, and everybody, all of those all-star players, like when they saw him. So they were kind of walking in head down, and they they saw him standing there, and all of them would just beeline it to him yeah. and just go say what's up. Like these people uh, respect him, and there's a lot of – uh, yeah, there's a lot of respect there, and they would trust somebody like that. Yep. Um, you know, he's an Argentinian player, so he's going to have some of that uh, South American soccer pool, and he's not dumb. Like he knows who he knows about talent that's out there that would probably do he's, well in MLS that he's he could been attract coaching since he left. Yeah, he won the academy championship against he, RSL. He like, did. He did beat us. Dude, he would be a great candidate. Wow. He would be an incredible candidate. Yeah. The fans would be over the moon bringing Javier back. I think you'd win back a lot of the fan base with that hire. Wow. Yeah. And you bring in Kyle as an assistant coach. Yeah. Dude, it would be like the first match would be like the end of um, the Star Wars episodes when they all walk up and (laughs) it's like everyone's, you know, ready to cheer and clap and there's, you're getting emotional, bro. You look emotional right now. Dude, it would be, it's a crime that he's not with the RSL organization. Yeah. And he was hard done by the club in a horrible way. Yeah. The fans are going to be forever bitter about that until Javi's done right. I like that though. He, He said himself he would like to come back someday. Yep. Okay, so and, uh, second part of that question, Demir should be a, a coming off the bench the rest of the season. Don't at me. I love Demir. He's always captain. Blah blah blah. But we've been way better without him. Hot Hate take. To say it. it hurts. Hot pain. hot take. Zerk, it's Zerk says. Honestly, I'm not at all surprised with the loss with Dallas. We do horrible in away games, so we can. Or oh, so can we just forget about that game? Uh, secondly, we had good chances, but are unable to get them in the back of the net. Hence, we need a DP player. Opinions if James Rodriguez joining RSL? No, uh, absolutely no. not. You, you say nope. no? Absolutely nope. not. Nope. He's just fizzled? Is that what you guys are saying? Dude, he's just... No, oh, I would love him here. Sure. Let's, so let's look at it both ways. Let's look at it from a... If, if there was like rumors and heat let's just pretend that was real okay. for a minute all right you wouldn't be excited oh no i would be excited if he was coming but, here but where is he gonna play anywhere bro Fine that guy him, bro. Well, but, then we're, but then we're having the same problem <laughs> has he really <laughs> produced in the last five years no he's injury his, prone his he's expensive is, his career has definitely fizzled out. it's a no for me dog but he's even with like a career fizzling out it's like dude he'd be way better than anybody would, on our he roster be, right he now. would be an a brand for you sure. it would be great for the brand. Sure. For sure. But hell yeah. I dude. fear he wouldn't do I don't need any season tickets. I don't need season tickets, but I'd buy season tickets, dude. Sure. Okay. <laughs> it's We've just all... it's not the right move. You know what I want for this next episode? So the next episode, I want everybody to come with a like a forward like a nine pick basically. That's a that would actually fit the mold. That is reasonable, that yep. it, that is doable, that you would like to see here that would actually make the fan base excited. Okay, Houston Dynamo did it with Hector Herrera. It took, mm-hmm. a, took a minute for him to get like his wheels up and like contribute, but it's happening now, and we're kind of seeing that, that conversion. 
But even through the losses and everything, I mean, they adored that dude, and it has helped out the brand. And that mm-hmm. team is getting way more uh, love from the league, dude, like than yeah. they had ever gotten in yep. the last three years. And it's because you brought somebody who is respected. Yep. Okay. Did you guys see the video of all the MLS players, like all the uh, yeah. like Carlos Vela, Alan Pulido, like wishing him happy birthday? Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, that's just like. I mean, you're you're demanding the respect and to be seen. And right now, Real Salt Lake has none of that, dude. Like, we get on the highlights for, like, 10 seconds because Severino had a header, and that's it, and that's all you hear from uh, MLS. So in this period where it's, like, an integral growth because there's Apple TV, we're okay with being mediocre. We're basically saying, hey, world, yeah, we don't care. Keep watching all the LAFCs and the Galaxies and the Sounders of the, the league. That's a good point. This is when you want to bring in that big player to draw eyes to you. Stupid. We're right. floundering. We're floundering, bro. We're bad. We're fake Salt Lake right now, dude. I hate that when people say that. On <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. By the way, I started shit with the LAFC fans. If dude, you guys didn't see that. Talk about a bunch of like soft people, bro. Yeah. The, those are fans that haven't had to face like fan adversity yet. It's easy to be an L.A. fan, right? Oh, my God, I lost one game. My life's over. It's easy to be an L.A. fan for every sport. Maybe not the Clippers, but <laughs> to, like, uh, it drives me nuts. To, to come after people and be like, oh, yeah, you guys are in last place and you're mad about you know us having good support. Like, it does, has nothing to do with it, my guy. No. It has nothing to do with it. You guys have a cool supporters group. That's about it. You're soft. <laughs> you're soft. Hot take. All right. <laughs> I won't say anything on the matter. I think they do it well. They do do to it well. To their credit, they do it well. They do it well, but they're soft. Bro. But also, the tweet was like literal sarcasm. So the tweet was, uh, so oh. it was a video of the LAFC like 3252 supporters at the LA Galaxy Stadium hopping up and dancing and going crazy. And we just, quote, retweeted it. And we said, because somebody was like, oh, I am so impressed with like the, 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 the fans and no one can duplicate this and the road and they're so great. And all we said was, well, they were LA Galaxy fans just a few years ago, so they're very familiar with the stadium. Right. They know how to get there. Right. And dude, I think that I honestly think that tweet got we, like over a hundred K views. We even had Sounders fans coming at us. <laughs> but dude, so you're an LAFC fan. Listen, you're an LAFC fan and you're telling me you're better than the Timbers Army. You're telling me you're better than the Emerald City supporters. No. You're telling me you're better than the Atlanta fans. You're telling me you're better than the Austin fans right now. St. Louis, Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Y'all are good fan bases. Yeah, they're y'all hanging have in there. it together. They're hanging in there. It's cool. It's fine. Yeah, it doesn't make you any better than anyone else. It doesn't make you a better fan. <laughs> I'm sorry. Does it make you a better fan or supporter because your fans jump and yell louder? Does it make you love the sport more? I don't think it does. It's cool. I love it. I wish we had it. But it was funny to see like. People were posting like LA Galaxy fans were kind of on our side, and they're like, "Yeah, like look at their capo, like yeah, dude, their capo Chivas was a literal USA, yeah, like <laughs> literally with LA Galaxy a few years ago, and then now he's in like full LAFC gear." So yeah, the tweet was from Maximilian, Maximiliano Bratos. It says, "This is elite support at LAFC." Dunny's partner, and they're all dancing. And RSL show we just said all of them were Galaxy fans a few years ago, so they're familiar on how to get there, and that just irked a lot of people but also it brought a lot of galaxy fans out to kind of <laughs> right, go at but, them too but yeah it's 109k views on it but legitimately 
if that tweet that tweet is fairly innocent it's funny and it's sarcastic if you get triggered that hard from that tweet dog soft yeah <laughs> soft bro honestly it's not that it's not it's like it's not even distasteful it's just poking fun right. it's soft but people were coming at us and oh, I, I mean saw. just going insane in it you it's know what i mean it's hilarious bro it is funny and then to be like oh look at you down there in last place like what does that have to do with it dog I mean, it's it's classic, you know. It's it's no, what but you're like, gonna that's, do. That's one of my least favorite bits of banter. Oh, you suck. Yeah. Okay. Like we don't know. Yeah. Anyway, come at <laughs> yeah. come at me with something good. You well, know what I'm saying? Well, be original. <laughs> right. Well, no, it's funny because um, that was being pointed out, right? Like uh, Brock, our buddy who lives in San Diego, who is like a big LA fan, big LAFC fan. He's, he he was there from the inaugural match, like the day that they announced it. He's like, dude, this is my club. He uh, he's like he he's he um, screenshots somebody's reply and he sends it back to us and he's just laughing. He's like, dude, he's like, I just love Real Salt Lake fans because here's this guy like this LAFC fan saying like, well, you guys suck and you guys are like barely a club and blah 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 and yada yada. And then there's the uh, some dude replies to him. He's like, yeah, you know things. Ju- yeah, you're right. Just things just aren't great with Real Salt Lake right now. And and that's it. Like yeah. that's all they're saying. You can't hurt us. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're already hurt. You're, you're like kicking a dead body, bro. Right. We're all dead it's inside. Fine. It's fine. Like we understand it. Yeah. You you think we really don't understand that we're bad? But hey guys, <laughs> the RSL show account, aka King Troll, is just proof that we could irk any fan base. I was telling I was telling you, Alex, like before you were with us dude i remember <laughs> i tweeted at like kansas city just at the fans or something i was like kansas city is the most boring like it's, tasteless place i've been to the worst week of my life the barbecue true. sucks like it's flat there's nothing horrible and dude i pissed off like the entire city of kansas city to the point where i had like news anchors verified sports anchors like tweeting at me quote tweeting me and like talking crap and then there were some people that were like you come down here i'm gonna kick your ass right like stuff like that (laughs) (laughs) and uh i had to like put myself on private so dude we're we know we we know what we're doing bro we troll a lot over here it's a lot of fun i think i think my favorite thing about that whole exchange with the lafc fans was someone replied oh we knocked you guys out in 2018 in the playoffs that was me again yeah yeah and then it prompted people to go change our Wikipedia page, the RSL Wikipedia page, to put that our biggest accomplishment was beating LAFC. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But they let's be honest. That. Let's be they honest. They did that. They went and they changed the <laughs> RSL so Wikipedia funny. page. Yeah. That might be our but biggest accomplishment <laughs> since 2013, though. Let's be real. Yeah, dude. It is. No, it is. <laughs> dude, we made a freaking scarf out of it. They Karate took out, Kid. No, they took out all the 2011, like, CONCACAF Champions League final run. They took out the MLS Cup. They took everything out of the Wikipedia page and just put beat LAFC in 2018 playoffs. No. And way. it was beautiful. It was beautiful. I love that, dude. That's the thing. Trolling is the best, bro. I wonder I wonder if that's an LAFC fan that did that trying to be funny. Of or if, if, it, if it was, like, it just made it better for us. <laughs> Again. You can't hurt us. You can't hurt us, bro. You can't. We we know. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> we are so off topic right now, man. I don't care. It's, okay, hang on. Feels, well, bro. I'm looking at Wikipedia. It looks it looks. Back they changed to it. Yeah, they changed it's, it. They it's changed no it different than when fans are like, "Oh, going to Utah, it's boring." They should just come back with there. seven wives <laughs> and water beer. It's like, yeah, cool, do it. 
Does anybody have a screenshot of the Wikipedia page? I mean, like you that. could always just go do it again. Yeah, I'll have to go. Sure, I'll have to find it. Someone replied it too in the. That's so funny. It's tweet. probably just photoshopped or something. No, no, it was real. I went and I checked it. Really? Yeah, I went and I checked it. All it was like 2011 was gone. 20 <laughs> 2009 MLS Cup was gone, and it was just LA beat LAFC in the playoffs 2018. <laughs> uh, it's uh, I can appreciate that though, dude. Like if if people reply in like a witty way and it's like smart, then like, I love it. I'm hilarious, all about dude. It. Yeah, but but the... it's funny to see people get so triggered emotionally, and then that's like, dude, you you don't realize you're just like stoking the fire yeah, with that. It's fuel, bro. It's because we they, love it. At a certain level, they know it's true, right? A little bit, well, yeah. yeah. That's, that's why like, they get so mad. Yeah, yeah well, again, uh, but, again, soft. If you just came at me, and be like, yeah, I was an LA Galaxy fan. I was smart for switching, huh? Yeah. Absolutely, you were. Congratulations. Yeah. I approve. But you hear stories like, oh, I just never, like, felt... I just, like, never identified with, like, this Galaxy team yeah. in my... Landon Donovan just kind of put me off. Because they're Carson. <laughs> like, you're the Carson, and yeah. Dude, you that saw... That kid, dude. You oh. saw that? Shut up. Bro. That, <laughs> there, dude, there was a kid. I saw that. That's now, what I'm referencing that. It's a Hispanic kid, and I can say it because I'm Mexican. He's like, well, you know, Landon Donovan disrespected the Estadio Azteca, and he just generations of my family and and him being on the galaxy, just like it the, was not your family soft dog. Yeah, dude, <laughs> we, that, we just never supported. At that point, become an Earthquakes fan, right? Yeah, dude. My Earth- my yeah, favorite is how defensive they get about Chivas USA comments. Uh, yeah, yeah, dude. Because they know it's true. But yep. Chivas USA is a... Yeah, they're so dope. defensive about, about it. That. But there's nothing to be defensive about. Your team folded. It's okay to, to root for the new team. Yeah. It's okay. What other option would you have? If we all saw it like folded in five years, it's like, you know, Saltaire FC comes up and it's the club and it's the hot new thing and everybody loves it. I mean, Dude, it, why? If a, why if would a new you team deny popped up in Provo right now and spent millions of dollars Ooh. and had good branding, Ooh. I might jump ship too. That'd be yeah. sick. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Not that I would, because I'm not the kind of fan. But you know, maybe <laughs> a bunch of plasticos right here in, my, <laughs> in this room. But it it's hard to. It's easy for us to sit here and say. Obviously, we know no team's ever going to pop up in Provo, right? But if we were in a big market, it's hard for us to say that if RSL continued down this road of mediocrity and a shiny new toy popped in that was spending the money, that was creating cool atmospheres, that was bringing in cool players and winning things, that we wouldn't go support that team. Oh, absolutely. Google, how, how far is Carson from Los Angeles? Dog, Isaac? It's, it's, a, it's a bit. Is it like an hour? I mean, in L.A. traffic, yeah. No, 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 like just like the, the true distance, though. Like, oh, it's probably only like 30 miles. It's not that far. Yeah, it's not that Isaac's going to Google it real quick. I've I've been to many games in L.A. Same. Like, it's not horrible. Technical difficulties. Hold up. Uh, next question? Well, let's just say, <laughs> hang on, question? let's just say, like, we're Sandy, we're Real Sandy. Right. I mean, dude, with the growth that, you know, Salt Lake City is seeing, it would never happen. You're right. But if there was like a Salt Lake City team stadium built down there that was just loads cooler, are you hopping ship, bro? I mean, maybe. At this point? At this point, yeah, probably. If they built like a huge stadium with like a retractable roof, dude. Right. And and they had – and their first signing, like their first major signing was – who'd be a good signing, Alex, from like kind of older in the EPL maybe – or just anywhere. Let's just name like a cool player. Marcus Rashford. Marcus Rashford. 
Okay. And it would just be Salt Lake City SC. 13 miles. 13 miles. Not bad. That's Sandy to, to Salt Lake. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If yeah. they popped up. If they popped up, bro, I think, dude, I actually, after maybe hearing the comments and the way that the general manager and the FO just doesn't really care about the fan base and say that they don't understand tactics, it's like, hmm. Yeah, well, maybe, dude. So, like, that's kind of maybe it's kind of support. a mirror, though, because LA Galaxy, they're having an issue with their front office. They're having an issue. I mean, they're still banging in big players. And but. the dude literally took accountability and stepped down. He said he would step down. If they didn't make play- uh, if they playoffs. Play. Oh, it hasn't happened yet? No. Oh, he I thought he was put out the letter there. and said he would step down if they do Which, improve. Which, by the way, huge credit to Chris Klein for that. Like, yeah, maybe he hasn't done the best job, but in order to, like, put yourself out there and, like, put your your job on the line like that out there and be like, hey, if we don't make playoffs, I'm out. I'll give mm. him credit for that. Yeah, I bro. salute him for that. That's honesty that we don't see. And you're sitting in 12th place. Like, yeah. that you're, like you're putting your chips in, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you see Elliot doing that? Never. No. I No. <laughs> no. Damn, that's the hardest. I've heard Isaac talking to the <laughs> mic, dude. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Say it with her chest, dude. I love it. All right. Um, let's get back on track here. Real Salt Lake tweets. The RSL show. By the way, go check out our official dog. The RSL show dog. Uh, Biscuit Beautiful. was tweeted today. And let's go ahead and look up a few things real quick. Did we read this one? Yeah, we read Zerk. Yep. We'll hop over to IG. And Josh had to leave emergency. Is he going to the restroom? Yeah. Sheesh, man. All right, here we go. Are you going to leave this in here? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, we've done <laughs> it before, bro. Um, we tweeted a little bit late, so we've only got a few of them up. Nicholas Bodily asks, is Pablo safe after one win against Charlotte? Nope. In our eyes, no. No. In our eyes. I would say no either. I would also say no. And that's it, dude. Yeah, we're pretty dry. We were, just, we were kind of late to the questions, guys. But you yeah. know what? We've covered so much. And we thank you guys for being with us on the RSL show. Um, catch all the action, guys, on match day. You guys can go over to KSL Sports on the Sports Zone. You've got uh, DJ still running the call with Jay Nolly on match day. And then prior... Uh, so they'll do pre and post. It's Speno and oh wow, I'm drawing a blank right now. Lauren and Jay Catch. Lauren and Jay Catch. Uh, go Shout out Jay Catch. Shout my, out to my all boy. of them. Do you meet Jay Catch? Yeah, dude. Cool guy. We, we called the uh, football, football together. Yeah, awesome yeah. dude. Yeah, cool he's dude. a cool, cool dude. dude. Cool dude. Uh, catch all the action, guys. We'll see you next week. Also, if you guys haven't heard. Uh, the last episode that we did was with DJ Erocalypse. Uh, go listen to that episode. Also, go watch that episode. It's on YouTube. Josh, we told everybody you went to the bathroom, bro. Dude, energy drinks, man. Anything else to say? Uh, no. I mean, obviously, we're all salty, right? But still love the team. At the yeah. end of the day, always we're this salty because passion. Yes. Right? Passion. Yep. So do better for the fans. Fans demand accountability, mm-hmm. right? We as as much as they want to, you know, go on ESPN seven hundred because that's what everyone listens to and and preach, you know, <laughs> belief and positivity. You have every right as a fan to 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 want more, right? 
So want more. Demand it. It's our club. We we deserve to win. Yep. We deserve to be pumped to go to games. Absolutely. Um yeah, that's all I have. If you had to see one go, uh who would you want to see go first? Elliot or Pablo? You gotta uh, pick one. This is hard. I'm go for it. Go ahead. I'm going Elliot. Elliot? Mm-hmm. Junior producer says Elliot. Elliot. Any reason why? Mm. No, he just needs to go. Okay. Just needs to go. All right. Elliot Fall. Do you want me to give my reason? Yeah. I feel like I already yeah, go ahead. Go for yeah. it. Um I mean I feel like we already talked like talked about it. It just doesn't feel like he's really done enough to bring the tools that Pablo needs to succeed. It's his job to build the roster and it just feels like we don't have those tools at the moment. You know, I I've known Elliot a long time. So it's hard to say Elliot, but I'd have to say Elliot too. Yeah. And you know it if this was Seattle, Seattle votes on their general manager. I don't know if you know this. Their, yeah. their SGs vote mm-hmm. on if their GM stays. We should do that. We should. Yeah. And if that was the case, we would not have Elliot as a general manager. So, there we go. Very cool. No comments from Andy oh, Munoz. You, ha- you no. made me comment. You got a comment. Yeah. You can't get away with it like yeah. that. Yeah. I see these people face to face. Yeah, we gotta go see. We gotta go see him too. We we sit upstairs. You don't, my guy. That's... You hide on the field with a little bib on, taking pictures. Oh, <laughs> whoa! Wow. Now we got. Now they got us turning on each other. Yeah. Must uh, be so tough in that with that heater. Dude, that heater doesn't work for shit. Yeah, I'm sorry. Whatever, to tell you. Must if be I had so pick, nice. If I had to pick one, Elliot or Pablo. It's tough, man. Well, while you're thinking, Isaac, if I had any kind of skill with a camera, I would change you places any day. <laughs> I would much rather catch the game from that from that level, from that feeling. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It um, it's it's crazy because I feel like both of them complement one another. They have to. They have to have that relationship. Uh, but I, the biggest question for me is how good is Elliot at cultivating or having a relationship with Pablo. And we've heard of the few times Pablo needs help with the roster and needs those signings. So the logical, it's got to be Elliot. Right. I We haven't seen what the true Pablo can do with a team that supports Pablo's tactics. And what's funny is, is you know, Trey will come up with like some weird uh, way to, to, to say it where it's like in favor of Pablo. That's one thing that I love about Trey is he's, he's so good so, at spinning stuff. Yeah, he'll be like, uh, Pablo's undefeated when the mountains are snow capped, uh, just 12 <laughs> inches, and, and when there's traffic a lunar is, eclipse. And when traffic is light on 90th, you know, like, yeah, no, 90th and state, <laughs> <laughs> not just 90th, 90th and but, state, 90th and Ramon But you got to give it up to Trey, man, like, communications. So he knows he's how to sticking word it. by his, his coach, right? Yeah. And obviously, clearly, he's sticking by. Uh, the the man uh, the manager and right, but he also can't come out and be like, yeah, uh, we need yeah. to fire our coach. Like that's just not ever going to happen. Yeah, so it's it's tough because I think something needs to change, and that's uh, damn. That's what we've been saying forever. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you on the next episode of the RSL Show on KSL Sports.